You're listening to the Millennials Choice Show, Canada's most trusted podcast on all things real estate, finance, and entrepreneurship. Here's your host, Matthew Ablican. Hello, hello, everyone. Matthew Ablican here from the Millennials Choice Show, and I'm with my brother from the same mother, Danny. What's going on, everyone? Happy to be here, as always. Yes, sir. All right. So we wanted to record today's episode. Um, you know, it was very, very important for us to talk about this specific topic where the big bad developer wants to charge innocent, innocent people two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars more in order for them to build the condo project that they sold back in 2015. Now, before we get into this, if you're listening to this via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or any one of the other platforms, make sure you share this, you like it, and you tell everyone about it. If you're watching this on YouTube, smash that like button, subscribe for more content. Hit that little notification bell for more uh, live news of new videos. Yeah. Yeah, hit that bell so you're notified every time we drop a new episode. So, Danny, what do you make of this? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm reading the article right now. The, the heading I have it in front of me says, Burlington condo buyers told they need to pay up to $300,000 more for units that they purchased years ago. And if you go on to read the article, uh, these units were purchased as early as 2015. So not fair, not fair at all. Wow. That's definitely what a lot of people think. And that's honestly what I thought too. But I, I'm really excited to talk about this and kind of get into the different perspectives because we obviously don't represent any of those buyers or the developer. In this case, we're just talking about it. So disclaimer, you know, we're not on anyone's side. We just want to, you know, share a thought. So um, yeah, well, yeah, well, that's, that's very important too, to understand. So, you know, at Millennials Choice, we're a real estate brokerage. We are our own mortgage brokerage and life insurance agency all rolled into one. And we do not take sides. You know? <laughs> we did not represent any clients at this particular project. We will not even name the project and nor have we ever worked with this particular developer. But um, Danny, you said it's not fair. So, so let's just, you know, uh, talk about the elephant in the room. Why is that not fair? So... I personally feel like for somebody that's buying something that's pre-construction, which is simply means not built yet, right? You're buying it with some sort of expectation, right? For it to be delivered within a certain amount of time. So especially when people are planning on living there, uh, in this case, if you go into the article, there's a gentleman there that perched it that is a firefighter and actually bought his unit with the intention of retiring in the unit. So, I could definitely, you know, sympathize and say, you know what, that's so shitty just because that person has a specific plan for it. It's not necessarily just strictly for investment. Uh, That person was planning on, you know, retiring and living there. And now, unfortunately, he's being told he needs to come up with an extra few hundred thousand dollars, which is a lot of money. Honestly, I'd get really pissed if that happened to me. Uh, Rightfully so, I think. Right. But there's a lot more going on. Right. It's not just as simple as black and white or as easy as that. Um, a lot of purchasers are probably like, you know what? I already agreed to this. This is the price I agreed to it at. Uh, I don't, why should I pay more? You know, just cause construction costs or whatever it is, the cost of building went up when I agreed on a certain price. Shouldn't I have that price? Now that'll be interesting to talk about right now. But can't someone argue like, 
you sign the paperwork and in that paperwork, it allows for, you know, not this to happen per se, but can't the builder just cancel the project period. And then now you're left with nothing versus them saying, well, you know, they're not going to tell you all the issues they've run into, but just to play devil's advocate, and I'm not saying this is fair, but within that contract, the, the builders usually have a way out. And because obviously they're the ones taking on the risk and it, there's a lot of risk involved in, in putting up a building. Um, but they have that like provision usually in their agreements of purchase and sales. So can't True. one just argue and say, well, you signed off on that. And since this is a condo, you also had 10 days after you signed off on it to show the paperwork to your lawyer so they could talk to you about any of the risks associated with you signing the contract. And then you still move forward with it knowing that this could happen or the project could get canceled and you get your deposit money back, but knowing that this could happen. And now that the developer is saying, well, pay us a little bit more, which again, I'm not saying is right. I'm just saying, can't someone argue that you knew about the potential risks of buying pre-construction real estate? Absolutely. I definitely think there is also 100% onus on the buyers as well too. Um, regardless of the fact if they knew what was in the contract or not. Uh, and like you, the reason why is because we know as professionals, whenever you're entering into a binding contract, um, you need to be ready to, you know, um, you need to be ready to, you know, feel kind of the wrath of that contract if it comes to that end. But um, the main concern I would have is, did anyone even tell the buyers, um, you know, this was in the contract, if it is even, um, did they seek legal representation, like you were saying, or did they seek to work with a professional? Um, you know, whether they did or not, like you said, they still did sign the agreement, which, you know, ultimately means that they should be okay with the risks going into uh, this agreement with the developer. Uh, and then I can also say there's the other side of it where uh, should the city or the municipality be allowing developers to kind of create hard rock, ironclad contracts like this that pretty much in a way, force people to agree with them uh, on terms and conditions they don't necessarily understand or agree with just to get housing, right? Uh, to get a roof over their heads too. So I definitely feel like there's that side of the argument as well too, for sure. Well, there have been changes made uh, that the Home Construction Regulatory Authority has put in place now with pre-construction uh, projects when you're buying them. There's a, a few more disclosures that are more clear in the initial pages of the offer that you'd have to sign off on. But when I read articles like this, so there's, there's, for me, there's two sides. Um, one, I'll just be very transparent. If a builder was to sell these in 2015 and, and build them the way that they were, they agreed to and the market corrected itself. And let's say the market crashed, right? By 40%, let's just say. And the buyer would not have the right to come back to the builder and say, well, I bought these in 2015 for, you know, $500,000, crashed 40%, it's worth $300,000 now. So reduce the price to $300,000. The buyer would not have the right to do that. No, that, but that's because the contracts are drawn in favor of the developers, right? Exactly. Which is what I was alluding to before. So that's, that's exactly one, that's one perspective for sure. I don't think they'd be able to do that. No, they, they wouldn't have been. Um, so, so there is that part of the, the argument that I agree with. 
that if it's going to be, you know, the, the builder saying, hey, I have a right to now. Well, they don't have the right per se. When you're having conversations with these builders, it's not we have the right, but we can do it. It's kind of a power flex, a power, a power trip. Um, the way that I look at it, it's, it should be black and white. You're a developer. You're in it to make money. You know the risks of getting into business as a developer. And you sold these units in 2015, which was the top of the market for you at the time. I'm sure they didn't give any discounts. I'm sure they sold them for the top of the market. And for whatever reason, seven years later, they still have not been built yet. And that's the problem that I have, that it's so one-sided. But then on the other side, with the consumers, you're still entering into a contract where, yes, the builder can, in this case, terminate the agreement. And they have a right to do that. It's in the contract. You signed off on it. You chose to buy here. You chose to buy from this developer. And whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And you have to kind of be okay with that, like you said, versus, uh, you know, going to, to the news outlets, in my opinion, and then bashing the developer and, and, and doing that and talking about your retirement. Life happens. Things happen in life all the time. Um, the nice thing is at least about, you know, in, in Ontario, you're guaranteed your deposit money. You'll get your deposit monies back if a developer's ever going to just, you know, run away with, with uh, you know, the, the project or, or cancel the project. Uh, you get your deposit monies back, which is a good thing. So that's true. It's, I feel like it's easy to write it off, though, as like risks of buying pre-construction, buyer beware. And if you buy in, this happens. Well, that's so sort of unfortunate for you. And please move on. Here's your money back. And I think they said they were offering, um, I think, 6% interest on the monies. I can't remember exactly. 6% interest. Yeah. And so they were offering a return, which is honestly very minuscule compared to the uh, increase in the real estate, right? From 2015, 2017. Um, so I, just, I don't feel like even though it can happen, I don't think it's right. Um, and that's where I also think, you know, there should be some sort of like um, government intervention where don't don't get me wrong. I don't want too much government intervention. I do feel like a little bit of it, though, is healthy. It is safe for people uh, that would encourage more uh, pre-construction purchases where people are you know very aware of what goes on and the process is very transparent. And uh, as a result, if the developer, like you said, risks going to the market and launching this development in 2017 or 2015 um, at, you know, market prices. And then for whatever reason, there's delays or they find that the, the market's actually going up. It's going through the roof. It's not actually um, going down. You know, I don't think they should be able to you know, change it and be like, you know what? No, we sold these for too cheap. We're going to lose money pretty much. And um, we need another two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand dollars. I think the article said they're asking for six a sixty percent increase uh, in that one purchase price. That's a lot of money. Um, just because it should like it happens doesn't mean it's a good thing. Doesn't mean that it should be allowed to happen. Uh, well, yeah, no, I agree. And and you know what? This particular developer, um, it says here that the reason for the price hike is because of inflated pandemic construction costs. So I call bull. That. And the reason being is at the end of the day, you sold these in 2015 and the pandemic came into effect officially like March 2020. Yeah. That's five years later. You know, in, in four, four years later, we've had buildings that we sold in 2015 get constructed and built and the keys were handed over to the purchasers 
four years later in 2019. So I, I do think that in this particular situation, the developer was probably is probably just playing games and saw dollar signs and wants to make a lot more money. Um, but yeah, it's it's at the end of the day, it's unfortunate for the home owners, or I should say the purchasers, because they're not officially the owners um, at this point. But you know, it's it's it all goes back to what we talk about with our clientele when we say you need to buy from reputable developers. You can't just buy at any particular development any particular project because this happens more often than, than not. And it's, it's weird when you see it happen because it tarnishes the entire uh, reputation of, of, I guess, the building and the construction industry, yeah. but it's just a handful of, of developers. Usually it's a lot of smaller developers that pull stunts like this because the larger developers, they're, they're well capitalized. They have lots of money they have lots of experience and they have lots of property down the pipeline that they can, you know, if they don't make as much money on this one, they're not thinking of, you know, one particular building. They're, they're trying to build communities and they know where they're going to make their money and, and how they're going to go about it and conduct good business. Their, their reputation matters more. I say their reputation that. is huge, right? Absolutely. That plays a huge factor in when it comes to who you choose to work with and, and so on. I agree 100%. Yeah. I've bought pre-construction real estate uh, since over now 11 years ago. My first condo was a pre-construction condo when I bought it. When I was 19, I should say I bought it. And I was still in school. I used part of my, my student loan and grant to, to get into that one. And that was my first property. And I've bought properties uh, thereafter and built a small portfolio for myself. And a lot of the, the portfolio consists of pre-construction real estate. And thank God we've never had to go through something like this. but most of the time, the developers that we bought from were reputable developers and, and they have big names in the industry. And I'm not saying this can't happen to, to the big, big developers as well. It's just less likely to happen yeah. with one of the bigger developers. Because like I, I'm reading this and it's saying, again, the, the reason for the price hike is because of inflated pandemic construction yeah. costs. Like seven years later, or, or even, even if it was in 2000 and, you know, um, 20, you're still talking about five years later, like the condo should have been built already. So this shouldn't, this shouldn't affect people's ability to, or, or desire to want to get into real estate. If pre-construction real estate's your only bet, your only option, it's a great option. You're buying something that's brand new, but you just have to make sure that you're buying from a reputable team and a reputable group of developers. And like I said, for the last 11 years, I've never ran into any of this issue uh, with any of my properties. The only time I ran into something, um, I don't even want to say it's something like this, but it's where I had bought something and then the soil um, in that particular area was no good. They couldn't build on it. So the builder offered me uh, the opportunity to purchase at another area of the site and for the original purchase price, which was nice. They didn't have to do that. So this can't happen though. It shouldn't deter people too, like you're saying though, like for a lot of people, they hear about this in the news or they read about it and they're like, wow, thank God I didn't buy pre-construction real estate. You know, I'm just saving my money for the past like four or five years. Well, it's really, you know, I really, I really think you shouldn't think like that as a buyer, uh, even though I understand where the, the thinking comes from, just because there is a huge, I want to say, there's a huge amount of people that really don't know what's going on in the market. And 
they don't know how pre-construction real estate works. And that's why I would kind of push them to kind of do some research and also reach out to the experts, the people that do do it daily, like us uh, and other real estate professionals too, that focus also on pre-construction. Cause I know, you know, too, there's some real estate brokers that don't practice pre-construction real estate at all. They just focus on resale, which is fine, but you should really go to somebody that has experience and not only buy selling it to clients or helping clients buy it, but we ourselves have bought pre-construction real estate. So we're very familiar with the process. Um, that's the huge thing. There's a huge knowledge gap, right? And that's where the buyers need to, you know, reach out to the right people and learn more about it. And if your agent does not know anything about real estate, like pre-construction real estate, then you should find one that does, regardless if they're your family member, um, your sibling or your parent, whoever it is, if they've never done it, you shouldn't just go with them because they're your family or your friend. You should actually go with an expert that knows and has dealt with it before so they can advise you the right way. Yeah, pre-construction real estate, you know, resale real estate, commercial, whatever it is that you're looking to invest in or get yourself into, you need to have the right team. And I can't stress this enough, like the same questions that I've been getting asked five years ago, seven years ago, 10 years ago, because now that I've been licensed coming up on 10 years, it's the same, it's always the same questions and, and, and people going through the same tra- uh, challenges and difficulties working with the wrong people. It's not an industry that it's so easy that you just put up a for sale sign outside and the house will sell itself. It's not that easy. And although in certain markets, you know, in that case, the, the property could sell very quickly, you still need to get the top dollar and the best terms and conditions for yourself. So you got to have the right team. Uh, from an investment standpoint, it's not about saving on fees. It's about how much are you going to earn? What's the game plan? What are you doing with this property? What's the, what's the strategy for the portfolio? The same way when you buy uh, stocks and you buy other kinds of investments, you want to diversify and make sure that you're not putting all your eggs in one basket so that, you know, in case something goes down, you have something else that's keeping it up. You want to make sure you diversify your risk. Same idea with real estate and investment brokers. There are so many realtors that have no idea about investing in real estate. So many of them. They don't even understand basic concepts and principles about finding tenants and and managing tenants. So if real estate is something you want to get into as an investment, have the right team, get educated, and then find the right deal. And there are so many deals. Somebody asked me earlier this morning, what am I going to sell for and, and what am I going to buy? There's nothing to buy. I go, there's, there's always, there are always deals to buy. And right now is a good opportunity for buyers to come back into the market and, and buy. So that's, that's, that's my two cents. And on that last point you were mentioning about, you know, if you want to walk into a developer's office and save commission, by all means, you can do that. But when you're going into that developer's office, you're speaking typically, usually with a real estate agent that the developer hires. So whenever you're walking in there, think about it. Do you think you're going to get the best deal by walking in alone and just speaking to the real estate agent that represents the developer's best interest and you're going to try to negotiate for yourself? How would you know to do that if you're not in the industry? How would you know how to do that if you've never bought pre-construction before? It's not that easy. People will not just give you a good deal because you ask them nicely and you say, I don't have an agent. Please, you know, help me. It's not how it works, right? You should definitely have someone there to watch your back. And that knows what they're doing, knows what they're talking about, and knows what questions to ask. Um, we've heard this a million times, right? 
people come to us. Oh, I bought, you know, I walked in on my own. I bought the, the agent there forced me to buy now. You know, they told me it was the last of the lot and I had to buy it and, and do it. We've heard this a million times. And it honestly, it's sad that it actually works on a lot of people because um, yeah. it's just a tactic from an agent, right? That's there. And their job is not to give you the best deal. Their job is to sell the units for the developer and make the developer money. That includes even when it comes to the prices, that includes everything, the upgrades, those kinds of things. Uh, remember, it, they're trying to make the most money for them. So why would you walk in alone hoping to get a better deal um, without an agent? It just doesn't make sense. That's right. So any last thoughts that you want to leave people with uh, regarding this, this uh, negative news about the condo development in Burlington? Yeah, don't give up on real estate. Do not give up on pre-construction real estate. Um, so many condo buildings close on a on monthly basis, but you don't hear about it in the news because it goes so smoothly, right? So the one time it goes off, yeah, things happen. Things can come up. It's not a 100% risk-free investment. Nothing is realistically, right? You even have risk when you're investing in mutual funds. But there's such a huge upside potential for a reward in regards to investing in pre-construction real estate, do not get turned off by these kind of things. They come up, they happen. Of course, you got to be, you know, un unfortunately, if you're one of those buyers, you got to have the right team beside you and behind you and helping you throughout the process, navigating through it. And uh, hopefully those buyers, you know, everything works out good for them. But uh, if you're looking to get in, definitely don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Find the right team and they'll guide you 100%. For sure. And if you guys are, again, listening to this, or watching it on YouTube, make sure you guys smash that like button and subscribe and share the podcast with all your friends and family. we got awesome content. We have another similar episode uh, in our database, in our library here, talking about what a developer did up in Barrie. So you wanna make sure you listen to that, get educated, make the right financial decisions, and we'll see you next time.